Hi, you're listening to Bossy Britches with Lisa Schoeninger and Julia Dumay back from my, my little vacation Yay! off the show. Yay! It was not actually a vacation. There was lots of stressful crap going on. Yeah. But yes, um, I'm glad to be back. And this week... We're glad we to have gonna, you back. Thank you. This week, we are going to be talking about the new James Bond movie, Spectre. Um, I saw it yesterday, Lisa, I assume you did as well. I did, yes, I did. Very good. I yes, I'm I'm finally up to date on it. It took <laughs> me by surprise. I thought it came out a little later, so I was yeah. like, Oh, wait, shit, it comes out today? Shit, all right. Well all yeah, right. Then. I thought I thought it came out around Thanksgiving. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah it totally snuck up on me there. In, yeah. In total like stealth spy fashion. <laughs> True James Bond fashion. True James Bond fashion. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so what'd you think of it? How did you? I don't, was... you're not, you're not a big Bond fan, right? Is I'm right? not in general. Um, I'm gonna admit, I'm gonna, this may be, my impression is this may be someplace where we kind of differ because mm-hmm. I really have not been able to get into the older Bonds all that much. Um, most of the Bonds I've enjoyed have been like Brosnan and Craig. Um, okay. I real I don't know. I don't find I can really get all that into the older ones. Although there are so many, I'm sure there are some. <laughs> I just kind of I need to actually just sit down so and watch them. Um, but in I enjoyed this. It was okay. Um, mm-hmm. it was no like for my money. If I were to rank the Craig Bonds, it would be like skyfall is number one uh-huh. uh number two would be um casino royale this would be number three and quantum of solace would be number four More, um, like 400 yeah well <laughs> i'm not yeah, i'm well. not quantum of solace girl yeah yeah, yeah no yeah. that's that's fair i yeah. i rewatched them all like i think a couple years ago mm-hmm. um when skyfall like first showed up on netflix and i yeah, it was like Quantum of Solace, you know, that wasn't terrible. It just never really came together. Yeah. And, you know, to some extent, like a James Bond movie, like I was talking with my dad, I mentioned, I was like, yeah, I went to see it for the podcast. And my dad was like, oh, you know, some people at work were talking about going to see it. But I don't know, I've just never really been a big Bond fan. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, you know. If you've seen one, you've kind of seen them all. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's like romance novels. The worst is never going to be surprisingly, shockingly awful in right. general. Um, you just, it's just not going to be great. Yeah. You know, and you, you say that about romance novels because it is kind of how I feel about Bond movies. Even the bad ones I still enjoy because they follow the formula. Yeah. I like the formula for the most part. Yeah. Um, and I like... I like the the idea of this sexist, misogynist sociopath out there killing people. Like, yeah. he's totally <laughs> fictional. I don't want to hear about anybody that he's like in real life or that these people actually exist. Like, I want to think of him as yeah. fictional. But it's just really satisfying to know that he's going to get the bad guy. And if he doesn't get the bad guy in this one, he'll get him in the next one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I, I said something on Twitter about... Um, I think that Brosnan and Craig are like the least aggressively sexist versions of the character. Yeah, yeah. And I, so I, I, I'm not surprised that they would be your favorites because I think they are the most accessible for like, um, like a modern female audience. Yeah. Uh, I, I like the old ones because I mean, before we had Brosnan, that was all we had, right? Yeah. Um, and I, in a very shallow sense of the word enjoy watching pretty men in pretty suits and pretty cars blowing things up right that Um, yeah totally fair i i like on an aesthetic level i appreciate it and just like on a visceral level of like this guy is always going to get his man like he's always going to kill the bad guy and if he doesn't kill the bad guy you know he's never going to stop trying to kill the bad guy right yes he's always on satisfying yeah yeah in that sort of formula way that yeah you know it's it's very satisfying you kind of you know what you're getting right but so on that note though of the old bonds um which like connery is the pinnacle right Mm -hmm. and um timothy dalton's movies are kind of the nadir like he's beautiful and he's he makes i think a very good bond 
but the movies are just terrible. Yeah, that's a um, shame because I'm really fond of Timothy Dalton. He's, he would, I mean, he's a fantastic Bond, but the material just wasn't up to. And you know, he's a fantastic actor. He's, oh yeah, uh, he's Rada trained. He's like a Shakespearean guy. He can really sink into these roles, but he just wasn't given anything. It was the 80s. It was all. Yeah, and... my usual plug. I need to put in my usual plug for Penny Dreadful, which I have not yes. talked about in a while. But I know. you should go watch it because it's delightful, and it has Ava Green and <laughs> Timothy Dalton. Get both. your bond fixed. Yeah, right there. yeah, it, which is a lot of fun, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, and my Timothy Dalton plug. I always have to tell everybody they have to watch Beautician and the Beast. Oh yeah, and Hot Fuzz. And Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz. Two classics in the Dalton. Oh Oprah. my gosh! Yes. Um. <laughs> Also, The Lion in Winter, because that's oh, yeah. like one of his wow. first movies, and he's he just, like, leaps off the screen at you. Oh, yeah. Um, but as Bond, not so great. My uh, my favorite Bond movie is actually On Her Majesty's Secret Service, which was George Lazenby's only outing as Bond. He was uh, an Australian model. Turned yeah. And um, it's the only old Bond movie where he's actually presented as a guy with feelings, like... In the movie, in the very beginning of the movie, he falls in love with the daughter of Blofeld. Um, oh, interesting. If I'm, if I'm not confusing it with a parody. He actually falls in love with and marries this girl, and then she's murdered, so she's fridged very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the whole rest of the movie is him kind of, like, returning to his hedonistic ways, but there's, like, this undercurrent of, like, huh. this is, I've realized that this is all that I can do, which Brosnan's Bond kind of touched on a little bit. Um yeah. They kind of, I, th- I think it was the first movie he kind of referenced, like a dead wife, um, which I think is meant to be Tracy. Um, but so that was like the first time that Bond had feelings, like he wasn't just this killing machine, this automaton, fucking and killing his way across Europe. <laughs> um, so that's I, I really enjoy it that way. And what I really loved about Spectre is there are so many callbacks to On Her Majesty's oh, Secret yeah. Service. I, um, well, that doesn't surprise me. I haven't seen Her Majesty's Secret Service, but I'm like, there's so many callbacks to yeah. even the ones I've seen. I'm like, yeah, that does not surprise me. Did you know going in that this was meant to be like a wrap-up, like Daniel Craig's last outing? I did, yes, I because did he has okay. been hilariously salty <laughs> about James Bond. Yeah, I, um, I, I, oh, that- my gosh. Was it the Red Bulletin? The Red yes, Red and he Bull- had he Nathan? then had to have like media coaching. I think somebody had to like take him aside <laughs> and say, "No, you can't talk like that." Yeah, where he actually I, he uh, called Bond out as a sociopath and a misogynist. Yeah, and, and yeah, said beautiful was told said that if he was asked to do another one, he'd rather kill himself than <laughs> do another one. And yeah, Daniel so Craig then he is was beautiful probably, inside and out. Oh, That's it's fantastic. great. Oh my gosh, he's so salty about and yeah. and I normally I don't have much patience for like I get a little irritated with actors who kind of put down the stuff mm-hmm. that kind of put them on the map. Um see for instance, my mom, I come by it honestly, my mom is still mad at Shatner for the uh <laughs> SNL sketch for saying get, get a, a life. life. <laughs> yeah, my mom's still mad at him. Um but I don't know, something about, maybe just because there's so many, the, like, James Bond fans are frequently kind of really, really, frequently terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking for a less strong word than that, I, but yeah. I think terrible That I works. love that, and he also, he doesn't go against, he doesn't go after the fans so much as the character and the material. And he's like, look, this guy is terrible. Yeah. Um, I think he was also, he also made some rather like pointed comment when somebody brought up, oh, Monica Bellucci in this movie is mm-hmm. one of the oldest Bond girls. And he was like, we're the same age. Right. He's like, Monica Bellucci and I are the same age. She is an right. age-appropriate love interest. You know, and that's funny. I was thinking about that as I was watching the movie. So some of the callbacks, one of the big callbacks is um, that mountaintop uh, therapy place, the the clinic at the yes. like, Swiss oh. mountain, right? Or the Austrian mountain. That's like a direct lift from On Her Majesty's Secret Service. That's where he, the bulk of the action of the movie takes oh, place okay. is in a clinic like that. Um, so, but what I was thinking about was... There's the line where somebody says to Bond, like, this one is the, this daughter of an assassin, maybe you finally met your match, maybe this is someone who can understand your life. 
And I was sitting there thinking, like, but it's the wrong one. It's the wrong girl. Like, mm-hmm. I was I was so uncomfortable with the age difference between yeah. um, Bond and, um, what was it? Madeline Snow? Swan. Yeah, Swan. Swan. Yeah. Um, like, the age difference was really uncomfortable for me. And I, the whole time, was thinking, why isn't Monica Bellucci in this more? Yeah. And why didn't they switch those two roles? Like, yeah. I, I would have bought... Bond finally meeting his match in a woman of his own age who understands the world that he's in yeah. rather than a woman who, like who could be his biological daughter. Yeah. You yeah. know? <laughs> it's just it's uncomfortable. Yeah. I can see why Daniel Craig was kind of like fed up in this press tour like cuz it is it was uncomfortable the whole time and this is the first time I've ever watched a Bond movie. And uh where like, cause every Bond movie includes, he fucks a woman, he kills somebody. He fucks mm-hmm. a woman, he kills somebody, right? That's the formula. Mm-hmm. It, this is the first time I've ever watched one and been bored by yeah. the, the romance. They're just, well, there also was not much chemistry, I felt yeah. like, between him and Leia Sado. Although it was kind of nice to, in their, their big, their sex scene, which isn't really a sex scene, they just sort of were grappling with each other on a bed. Yeah. <laughs> but she was smiling. Like, yeah. And I was struck by that because that's the first time I can think of, um, aside from his wife, that we've seen Bond with a woman who's like, like enjoying herself. Yeah. Uh, there's no element of like, coercion. There's no element of revenge. It's yeah. Just... Like the only other moment I can think of is in like Casino Royale. And that's mm-hmm. after he's been like hospitalized in sort of what you think is the climax of the movie. Um, right. And Vespers with them, and they're both kind of like, yeah, like some of the Vesper scenes in Casino Royale. Yeah, same, where like clearly they're both just kind of having fun and enjoying themselves. But then you find out that Vesper has been coercion the entire time. Yeah, yeah. So it even calls that into question. Yeah, but you're right, and that was, I think Casino Royale is... is, um, I think I like Skyfall the best, but Casino Royale has the most... Like their chemistry was really great. Oh my gosh. And it was yeah. it was the least shady dynamic between Bond and a Bond girl. Yeah. Um like in this one, the the thing with Monica Bellucci was so uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, like, that was yeah, yeah. It was a shame. Yeah. It was a um, waste which, of Monica Bellucci. As it really Bond was. Girl. I thought she was the the big deal everybody was making about her being in it, I thought she'd have a much bigger part than she yeah. really did. So yeah. That was a disappointment. Um, and, but like I mentioned before, like, there's a lot of themes and elements from Bond movies that I really enjoy, um, like on a real visceral level. And it felt like they used a lot of them in this, but they just didn't quite connect. Like, I don't, yeah. it felt like a really uneven movie. It felt way too long. Yeah. Me. Yeah. It was, yeah. Um, and like, even Skyfall had an element of that. And yeah, for my money, Skyfall is by far the best of the Craig mm-hmm. Bond movies. But Skyfall had that sort of Return of the King effect thing going on yeah. where you keep thinking it's over. But oh, no, there's another 20 minutes. To oh, go. yeah. And this one definitely did. I Yeah. It was I thought just... the movie was over like six or seven times. I was like, what I was like, oh, yeah. OK. Um, yeah, it was very the pacing was a little off. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's interesting that you've brought, you've mentioned a couple of times the word sociopath. And I feel like with Daniel Craig, it's been sort of the first time that's really been examined that mm-hmm. like, this is not an admirable aspirational character, right. you know, right. that it's really, and again, I agree that they sort of were starting to touch on that a little bit with Pierce Brosnan, mm-hmm. but, um, with Daniel Craig, they've really, I read a very interesting review from Vulture, um, and they said, you know, that the Craig bond has been very interesting, almost postmodern. Um, yeah. And they mentioned, yeah. you know, there's this great, um, where is it? I'm trying to find, here we go. Uh, the classic bond regarded the world as his oyster, the license to kill the province of the ruling class, especially in the face of foreign upstarts with frankly vulgar ideas about world domination. <laughs> Here in Craig, we have an outsider. I'm like, yeah, that's, yeah. and they really do kind of hammer on that um, point that bond is very much almost a robot in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, 
it's it's in many ways it is sort of a robot falls in love story with Vesper and <laughs> trying to learn how to feel and I don't know I I find yeah. what they did with with Bond very interesting you know I thought that was something that was really interesting about Skyfall um is learning that he came from this like patrician background yeah Craig has all the way through played it as though he's a true outsider that yeah. he's you know he comes from an urban environment he comes from um, very little advantage. Like he's somebody who, like a street fighter. Like I mean, there's um, that. They have that explicit moment in Casino Royale where Vesper is like kind of sizing him up and mentions, mm-hmm. you know, like that she can tell he didn't come from money originally and he was right. an orphan and yeah, yeah. So that's really it was really interesting that they decided to to incorporate that component of the character in Skyfall. Because it felt like they had really sort of gotten away from that completely. Like, it feels like Craig decided to play him as, um, like, a lower class guy who has literally fought his way. Yeah. Like, he's not an urbane sophisticate. He's, like, these are all things that he's learned. They're all dis- this behaviors that he's learned to display. Um, not necessarily something that he was born to. So then when Skyfall comes along and they say, oh, wait a oh, second. No, he has this massive rambling, you know, yeah. mansion manor up in scotland yeah right. you're like wait yeah. what since when yeah. um yeah so that was that was really interesting and then there was something in this one um that like i kept thinking like the word in my head the whole time was like muscular like not in terms of physique but like the movie felt just like a muscle like mm. being like the whole thing was like a tool it was very stripped down like there wasn't a lot of fluff or fancy, like, yeah. we don't get a lot of that winking at the camera, like, look at what a suave guy I am. Yeah. Um, everything is in service of, like, the action yeah. of the moment, right? There wasn't a whole lot of fun in this movie. Yeah, exactly. Like, like it's, it's all, and I wouldn't even call it lean. Like, the movie is no. not lean at all. It no. feels almost bloated. But it's, everything is... There's no moments of levity, really. I was, yeah. Um, I was disappointed, I have to say, um... I mean, and admittedly, we keep talking about Skyfall, you know, admittedly, any kind of cinematography is going to be a come oh. down when, you know, you're following Roger Deakins. Yeah. Um, but I yeah. had, I, that opening got my hopes up because it was that long tracking shot. That a, a was one so shot. cool. I yeah. loved that. Yeah. From the minute you see, like, from the minute the movie opens until, like, it's a good three to five minutes later, he opens up his uh, gun. And it's all one shot, like continuous, no cuts. Yeah. Which yeah. was amazing. I loved but, that. Um, And I was, this is something kind of goofy. Uh, So I've seen every Bond movie that there is, and I've seen many of them multiple times. This is the first time I can ever remember being nervous for the bystanders. Yeah. Um, that's like, an it interesting felt like point. From, from that opening scene, it felt like Bond was completely out of control. Um, Because the climactic opening is in Mexico City during the Day of the Dead festivities, so it's crowded with people. They end up in uh, La Plaza de la Constitución, the the Zocalo, this huge square, um, completely crammed full of people. Yeah. And he gets into a fight with the bad guy on a helicopter that's yeah. like, hovering over the crowd, right? And I, like, literally heart in my throat the whole time, like, oh my, these, all of yeah. these, he's going to kill all of these people. Like, that was something very, horrible is going to happen. You know, and again, I haven't seen them quite, seen quite as many as you have, but that is a very interesting point because I, now that you mentioned that, I'm like, yeah, you're right. You know, generally, even in, in, you know, having less experience with all of them than not, than you, I still, I'm like, yeah, you know, generally, that's something I even like about it. And we've talked mm-hmm. about this a little before with other action movies that, you know, so much now in these big action movies, you've just got sort of this wanton destruction of yeah. like skyscrapers and stuff. And generally, even now, even with the modern bonds, it's still just sort of been one on one and, you know, maybe one or two innocent bystanders might right. get in the way here or there, but it's not nearly on the same scale. And you're right, that was like a really stressful sequence. Yeah. Um, like I wasn't worried for Bond, and no. I was less worried for the people in the helicopter with him, the ones he's the bad guys he's fighting. But I mean, genuine worry. Yeah. That he's going to cause all of this. I hate to use the phrase because it's disgusting but collateral damage that all these people are going to be hurt yeah, or murdered because of yeah 
Um, which is weird because the stakes in a Bond movie have always been, like, global. Yeah. It's always been somebody's about to destroy the world. Like, um, to some extent, that's sort of been a difference, I feel like, with the Craig movies. You've mm-hmm. never quite gotten that same sense of, like, world domination yeah. is the goal. Um, to yeah. some extent, it's sort of there with some of the villains. It's sort of the shadowy end goal eventually, but it's much more smaller scale almost it feels like a smaller scale with uh Mm -hmm. craig's bond movies yeah which is interesting because this is the one that ties it all together and brings it into that global scale yeah Um, which is and it's like uh the basics are you know everybody knows who specter is it's the shadowy organization that runs everything of course Um, like so many other shadowy organizations (laughs) it also i wanted to put in that uh Day of the Dead opening, the um, Dia de, Dia de los Muertos opening does explain the like ridiculous poster of the with the skeleton in a top hat behind mm-hmm. Bond. So there, that that poster does make sense <laughs> once you see the opening in you yeah. know that takes the place. Opening, yeah, I think the opening was probably a better Bond movie than the rest of the movie. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah. They also, he and that woman seem to have the best chemistry in yeah. some regards you know, also. Which that's is really funny. funny because they never actually have sex that we see. He kind of, I, he's like, I'll be back kiss. soon and dips yeah. out. I'm like, huh, you know? There was something really interesting before I went to see the movie. I tried to stay away from any critical reviews before I went. I wanted to kind of go into it you know, unspoiled, really, um, both for plot and for tone. And But there was one thing that got past my filter that I saw, and it was somebody describing that one shot that any describes Bond goes into a hotel room and throws the woman on the bed and then ducks out the window. And then when I saw it, I was like, but that's not what happens at no, all. No, it is not. <laughs> like, she's super into it. She's you know, again, she you gets got... onto the bed and presents herself. She's like, yeah, like, come on, let's do this. She's like, so into it. That's also yeah. like the most into it a, a Bond girl probably <laughs> is in the whole movie. Yeah, let's not, let's not erase like what the women are, are yeah, trying to do. Yeah, big ups like... to her. I'm like, good for her because Daniel Craig, I mean, yeah. I would totally jump on that. As mm-hmm. we've established with my Sean Bean and Liam Neeson thing in the past, I am totally here <laughs> for craggy middle-aged dudes. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, yeah. yes. Um, yeah, so that's, Get it, I was girl. Like, and that was kind of, I think, is a good example of where, like, Bond in culture, um, juxtaposes with Bond as he actually is. Um, like, we always think of Bond as this, like, witty and suave ladies' man, right? When in actual fact, like, Bond is a murderer. Yeah. Um, he's cold-blooded. He, he very rarely, like, stops to, uh, protect anyone. It's always, like, he's always, it's never defensive. It's always offensive, mm. right? Except, Skyfall is kind of a turning point that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's interesting because, and then if you go back to the books, um, in the books, Bond is a stone cold sociopath. Like he is disgusting. He's, I can't even, he's like, like misogyny in human form. Like He's just, there's very little redeeming quality to the character at all. Um, which is for me, I feel like, the Craig movies get the closest to the source yeah, material. That's very um, interesting. I've heard that. Yeah, that yeah, the the books are much less kind of like, yay, isn't this guy fantastic and admirable mm-hmm. and aspirational? Well, I think I think for um Ian Fleming they were. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> I think Ian Fleming th- thought he was that guy and wanted to be that guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think anybody who encounters the books should be like I think the 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 reaction most people would have is what the fuck like yeah he's he's really he's really something um there's that's an interesting aside uh Ian Fleming's James Bond the original books are out of copyright now in uh, huh in Canada only huh uh, interesting they're, they're still under copyright in the U S because we have these stupid Disney led copyright extensions all the time um and they're still under copyright i believe in the uk but in canada they're public domain the original stories and there was actually just a collection uh, that came out i'll put a link in the show notes but very good a collection of stories that just came out where people sort of repurposed bond um, really really interesting takes in there oh interesting yeah 
it's it's really really a good read um to to see how all these different authors sort of interpret bond you know 75 years later yeah 50 years after the first movies yeah it's really really cool uh so i i can't think of the name of it right now but i'll put a link in the show notes so you guys can check that out cool uh I mentioned earlier there were there were very few moments of levity. There was one um, that I like. It was so pronounced that I felt giddy. Like even though it wasn't that funny. Oh. Um, it was when uh, Bond is talking to Q, um, and asking Q to cover for him. And yeah. He's like, dude, I can't. I have a mortgage. I have cats. Yes. Cats. <laughs> I just like it was such a nice little moment of like. Uh, remind you that the people outside of Bond have like lives. That, yeah. You know. Speaking of, I see for me it was, and I would like to protest, but I guess Naomi Harris probably has better things to do at the moment, but mm-hmm. the criminal underusage of Money Penny. Yeah. Like in some of these scenes, I'm like, you know, she could be covering some of this. She was a field agent. Like that's the whole thing in Skyfall. The reason she like becomes you know, just an exact, the reason she kind of leaves the field is because she thought she had murdered Bond by right, mistake. Right. She had accidentally killed him. So I'm like, she's still a trained field agent. She could be doing some of this. But yeah, again, similarly to yours, like one of the moments, rare moments of levity I enjoyed was when like, he calls her and is like, I need you to check some stuff for me. And then it's revealed that she has somebody spending the night. And uh-huh. I'm like, that's, oh, I, cause I, I can't deal with the shippers online. The fandom is all <laughs> like Bond Q. And I'm yeah. like, no, I'm no. not surprised, but no, because Bond and M are right. Bond and Money Penny are right there. And um, I'm so into it. And there's not yeah. nearly enough fix. So that's my gripe with fandom at the moment. I, I share that gripe. Uh, com- wholly and completely, because the the Bond Money Penny relationship from the first Connery movies has been that really flirty. Like, yeah, she she knows what he is, and you know nothing's ever going to happen to them between them. But like, there's always that potential for it. Uh, so then when they cast Naomi Harris and she had that that really big role in the opening, um, I thought it was going to be like a thing. Like, yeah, no, I like, not. and I like, um, again that. That Vulture review, I'll have to send a link so we can add it to the show notes. Um, they mention, they mention Naomi Harris specifically, and they mention, you know, in previous movies, it's the dynamic has sort of been often to cast a woman about the same age as the actor playing Bond. Um, mm-hmm. at least in the, in the case of the Brosnan movies, and oh, you know, to have her kind of have a crush on him, but, uh, oh no, she's totally like gross and unfuckable and old. And, uh, yeah. and instead in these with Naomi Harris, it's been sort of like, wow, yeah, that he's kind of super into her and would totally be up for that. Um, as for example, in the scene, like that she's the only one he tells why he's really doing this and Mm -hmm. i'm like when he invited her over to his place i was like oh my god yeah it's gonna be amazing yeah well and then again i mean we have that line where um i don't know how to we're just gonna call him blofeld because i can't remember what his real name is supposed to be yeah Um, oberhauser or something like that yeah oberhauser spoiler by the way oh where Blofeld's like, maybe this one will work out because she understands your life. And I'm like, we've literally leapfrogged over two other women. Yeah. Who yeah. are more understanding of what his See, life is. See also like Money Penny. Yeah. To get to this like 12 year old girl. I mean. Yeah. 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 I don't actually know how old Leia Sedu is, but it's too young. I mean, for the Daniel movie Craig. that kind of made her name was the teen, was about teenagers a couple of years ago, was Blue is the Warmest Color, about like teenage lesbians a few years ago. Oh, so. okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. I I knew I knew her from something, but I could not I could not make the connection. Um, In fact, I kept confusing her while I was watching with like three other women. <laughs> I was like, is that? No. Yeah, yeah. Um, She's very good in it. Um, and I think the character is kind of interesting. It's just, she's so young. Yeah. And they, yeah, it's an interesting character. Um, I just, I felt like Leia Seydoux didn't quite pull it off. And that, again, she and Daniel Craig just, 
I was not feeling the chemistry at all. I'm like, you no, know, it actually tells me IMDb tells me that she's thirty, hmm. which is surprising. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, because all she right. Does not well, play good. Thirty on film. That's pretty good, actually, because she's yeah. that means she's my age. I'm like, all right. Well, I feel a little less gross <laughs> about. Uh, yeah. No, she she read much younger than me. Yeah, she did. Film. She read as like mid twenties tops. I was like, how mm-hmm. is she a doctor with like her own business, her own like clinic yeah, at this point? He ran down she's her CV, and I was like, when did she have time for any of this? She's twelve. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> okay, all right. So I I'm not gonna walk back any of those complaints about her being too young because I think she still is too young. But I think um, at the very least they were doing plenty of makeup and lighting to make her look pretty young yeah yeah which is creepy yeah yeah it really is it really Uh, is especially because they don't they don't do anything to make uh daniel craig look younger no he is looking craggier and craggier with every movie yeah beautifully craggy which again i i am into that i'm i'm fine with that but yeah i'm like come on come on at least give yeah yeah um, there was uh, something else I was going to mention, um, cause I did, I mean, I enjoyed myself. I didn't fall asleep in the middle on like some other movies. Um, <laughs> See, that's, uh, I was going to mention, um, oh, go ahead. But I was, I was definitely like, you know how when the movie's too long and unengaging and you can start feeling your butt? Yeah. Like, you're, you're aware of how long you've been sitting in I was feeling my butt. I like yeah, that. I was that's a good, my butt. that's a good yeah. Some, I'm totally going to be using that. In the <laughs> I was How, feeling my like butt. Movie? Well, I, I was feeling my butt. So. I was really feeling um, my butt by the end. <laughs> there, was, uh, there was one other thing that it's not giving. I don't think you can really spoil a movie like this. Like, it's pretty obvious walking in what you're going to see. Um, but there was a moment from uh, Ray Fine that I was like, oh, oh my Ray God. Ray Fine, I am loving in these he, movies. He wa- the, at, after the big climactic action scene at the end, um, he walks up to a cop and introduces himself as Mallory 006. And I fucking lost it. Oh, <laughs> I was like, are you, shit, are you yeah. shitting me? Um, and I don't, cause I don't remember that being referenced in the previous movies when huh. he was introduced. I, I, I lost it, like, in the theater. I mean, <laughs> like, everybody else is kind of like, stupefied by how long the movie is right like and there's me like cracking up like hiding my face in my sweatshirt (laughs) like i'm giddy now talking about it i just really like the idea that because you think all this time that he's just this like bureaucrat like yeah guy pencil pusher yeah yeah and then you get to see him be kind of like Nah, he's not really like he doesn't do anything like really super secret agent-y but you do get hints that like there's, there's more, more going to on him there. Than, he knows yeah. a little more than, yeah. Yeah, there's a little more under that pinstripe suit than you thought. And then the Mallory 006. And I, I mean, like, I was, <laughs> I was really lucky that the theater wasn't more crowded than it was. <laughs> somebody would have made me leave because I was just, like, chortling. And nice. <laughs> it was kind of embarrassing. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. So that was nice. I just, like... I like anything that like expands the universe a little bit. Um, like the we find out Bond he's like ogling this car and he's like, That's not for you, that's for double O nine and just like Yeah they acknowledge that there are other agents. Yeah, there. I like that. I'm like I really like the idea that there are more of them out there and mm-hmm. I I don't know that they ever explicitly said it in Skyfall, but I was under the impression that Money Penny was a double O as well initially yeah. that was i don't i can't remember now i'm clearly gonna have to watch it again which is such a hardship it really um, is. to discover whether they say that but that was sort of the impression i got that sort of that she was a double o as well um yeah 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 that i man now i really wish that they hadn't made her i like the idea of her being uh on m's side like uh assisting m but like i think she I'd like to see more of her. As a yeah. Fan. And Skyfall did that really well as well. I thought, you know, they got that good balance of like having her 
it's now obviously you're never going to get a James Bond movie that focuses on anybody but James Bond. But insofar as, you know, any character who is not James Bond or the woman he is actually actively sleeping with gets mm-hmm. development, she, I felt, got quite a bit. You know, there yeah. was this really strong arc um, for her and M both in Skyfall of, um, you know, that clearly this really got to her, that this clearly shook her, this mission that right. went totally wrong. And, you know, we see her, she shows up um, in when he's on a mission in Hong Kong, I believe, and it's like she shows up to help him out with some stuff and to be sort of to sort of go back into field work again and we see her kind of helping him out and then ultimately she makes a decision to stay out of the field though Mm -hmm. um that you know insofar as anybody who is not james bond and really even he doesn't have that much has a character arc in a bond movie she does in skyfall but um yeah, I feel bad because we just keep comparing this to Skyfall and being like, oh, <laughs> it's no Skyfall. Yeah, it is no Skyfall, unfortunately. It's, I, it's, but it's no Quantum of Solace. No, um, that's true. It's, it's fine as Bond movies go. Although, can we talk about the, the song and the credits? Because the okay, song was so I, boring and the credits, Jules, I was cackling. Jules, I was so mad at myself because I didn't get a seat in the back row of the theater. So I couldn't like text you while <laughs> the credits were going. Oh my so God. Like, why is there tentacle porn in Right? Like, the whole credit sequence. I'm gonna. It kind of makes sense almost. I'm like, yeah. can the next Bond villain have hybrid octopus, have like some hybrid octopus woman and we get like a Galaxy Quest sequence? You know, like that scene in Galaxy Quest where um Tony Shalhoub's character and the girl who like has a crush on him, where they're just kind of like, and he, she has all these tentacles come out yeah. suddenly and he's so into it. Uh-huh. I'm like, wait, can we have that in the next movie? I think you found the next Bond movie. I, I bet Daniel to... Craig would stay for that. I bet he I would. Bet I think he we would. need to call the broccolis because... Let's say yeah. Daniel Daniel Craig would do another movie for that. His contract was only for four movies, but I bet if we told him there's going to be tentacle porn, he would be into that. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. He'd be it down is, for making Bond straight in up the tentacles. Porn. I'm going to have to try and... Oh my god. It's, I don't know if the cards oh are online, god. but if they are, I'll link to them in the I was cackling. There was fire also. <laughs> it was a weird combination of like fire and also octopuses. Ink. Yeah, they're like, like, the women were like porn. shrouding themselves in ink. It was, yeah. it was very weird. It was so weird. And I don't know who Even Sam, by Bond opening Smith? credit standards, it was weird. Yeah, yeah, Sam Smith. That Sam was. Smith. I'm not familiar with him. My mom knows who he is, and she was disappointed that I didn't. And I, so then I was listening to it, and I was like, "Well, it's. I'm not surprised that I don't know who he is because I don't understand why they picked him for this." So it's... uninspiring. I mean, yeah. like, and they were so long. Yeah, it was so boring. It was a shame. I'm like, you know, the thing is, again, like. I mentioned, like, even by opening Bond opening credit standards, that was a weird, crazy sequence. Mm-hmm. Like, the thing is, though, with them, you just have to go all out. You just have to go crazy. Go big or go oh, home yeah. is very much sort of the rule with Bond movies, with opening sequences in particular. And that song just did not. It was just so boring. Yeah, it was... Cause- uh, the Skyfall sequence, I remember being thrilled by. Oh, um, and Adele also. Yeah. They also had yeah, I mean, the Adele for the song. The song and, and the animation was really killer. And then in this one, it was just like, what the, what the fuck is happening? It just, I mean, it's straight tentacle porn. Mm-hmm. It's, it Tentacles wrapping around naked women's bodies and like, it was just uncomfortable and awkward it was weird and, so slow. and, and yeah. tentacles around naked bond's body though yeah. also so um, okay yeah. it was it was it bisexual was weird. It was very tentacle weird. born hey you know there's room for everybody at this yeah was, yeah that's it just didn't really fit the bond brand i didn't feel like 
I don't know. <laughs> kind of makes I sense. I don't know. To maybe me. it does though. Maybe I'm maybe I'm being too narrow minded. Maybe it's maybe like Bond, that. There moment, is an opening for tentacle porn in, like in the Bond franchise. It's like that moment again in Skyfall where um and like Daniel Craig was like love this and fandom it was very interesting you know you saw very interesting reactions there's that moment in skyfall where you know he sort of comes face to face with the villain with javier bardem's Mm -hmm. character for the first time and he's you know tied up tied to a chair with javier bardem kind of gloating over him and you have this moment where like I'm like, I've seen this moment a million times with a female character, but never with a male character where, you know, a character is tied up to a chair as the villain is like being really creepy and gross and kind of groping them and seems to sort of be implying that rape is imminent. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I've seen that a million times with, you know, women in movies, but never with men and never with sort of the ultimate male action hero James Bond and he's like oh like clearly trying to horrify Bond and it's like oh you know first I think his line is like first time for everything and Bond's like really you really like Daniel Craig just kind of plays it as Bond going uh no like yeah nice try first no and yeah I think like Daniel Craig made some comment he was like come on of course Bond is bisexual. Bond yeah. is into anybody who will like stand still long enough. Basically, but, yeah, Bond is an opportunist. Yeah, like, Bond's not going to let a little thing like sexuality get in the exactly way of whatever goal he has. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, he's like no, no. Probably um, to Ian Fleming's eternal horror. But... Yes, which is yeah, yeah. Daniel Craig's delight is Ian Fleming's horror. Yeah, I, I have no problems with that. Mm-mm. That works for me. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so, like, it was a mixed bag, I would say. It was. I I agree with your ranking from the top of the show. I think it was really, I think this was the weakest um, of the Bond, of the Craig Bonds so far. Except for Quantum of Solace. Except for Quantum of Solace, which just, let's just, everybody pretend that it's a shame. Because it, like, I watched it, when I rewatched it for the first time, like, since I saw it in theaters, Quantum of Solace, I was like, you know individual pieces like every individual piece of this movie i'm like it's fine but they all come together and i'm just like what no what yeah i i it's not even i can't even remember if it's like if there's anything explicitly offensive about it it's just boring well i was just i was trying to think yesterday i was you know sort of mentally ranking where i would put all of the bond movies and there's some where you just can't even remember what happened. A lot of Roger Moore's uh, <laughs> movies are, are pretty unforget, or pretty forgettable. I was going to say the opposite. No, they're pretty forgettable. Um, and then Quantum of Solace falls into that category for me. Yeah. Like, I literally cannot remember what happens in it, except there's a, there's a lot of stuff happening on the salt flats and a lot of talk about water rights. And I yeah. don't really understand anything else that happened in the movie. I don't, I haven't retained anything else. Um, Except that the girl was named Strawberry Fields. <laughs> there, and I was like, yeah. are you serious? There was like a really interesting, I did notice, um, and it's interesting you mentioned the water rights, because one of the major like themes, imagery, sort of motifs I've noticed throughout, at least throughout the first three, and I did not notice so much in this one, was mm-hmm. there's just tons of water imagery. Mm-hmm. in the first three of Craig's, and I did not notice it as much in this one, which was well, a shame. There, there was, was a river. There was a lot of rivers, but... Yeah, there was, um, when they it, they go to Blofeld's hideout in North Africa, um, and I actually felt like I was jolted out of the movie when they arrived there, which I think is intentional, because mm. uh, they're in the middle of this dry, dusty desert, and then you, there's all of a sudden this oh, yeah. lush green lawn and these swimming pools. Cars. Yeah, I'm and like, it, God, it how much does so that cost? Obscene. Yeah. Like, just completely That's obscene. True. Yeah. That's true. So that I, was I a think, really striking I wonder if that, sequence. That's interesting. Now I want to, I want to think about that a little more. Um, because, like, I, I was taken out of it, not only, like, it felt obscene not just for the character, it felt obscene for the production. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
That's really interesting. I may, I might actually have to give Quantum of Solace another watch. Although it's I don't worth know if it I can do it. as like a as a like a trilogy. If you watch the mm-hmm. first, if you watch that between Casino Royale and Skyfall, it's tolerable. I mean, like we've said, it's just mostly forgettable. Like mm-hmm. as I'm watching it, there's no sort of individual sequence where I remember being like, "No, this is so." horrifically terrible that I I can't do it. It's just all sort of a bunch of decent parts that never quite come together. Yep. And that's how I, that's how I feel about, about this one too, about Spectre. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. It's, it's a lot of stuff I really enjoy in a Bond movie, but it just never quite came together for me. Yeah. Varying degrees of success is I think how I put it on Twitter. Yeah. It also does. I like, I respect that a lot of movies are trying to do, like, examine, like, like I think Captain America the Winter Soldier was sort of the first big budget um, action movie to really deal with sort of the surveillance state in some ways. Mm-hmm. But I, I sort of feel like James Bond is not the franchise in which to do that. <laughs> I'm like, you know, yeah, maybe you know... the spy franchise is not sort of the best <laughs> platform if you want to make a lot of comments about uh, espionage and intelligence gathering and the right. sacrifices we make in the name of security. Well, it was really interesting, I thought, that the head of Secret Branch, like the head of the Double O program, is the guy who's like, you can't do this surveillance state thing. Yeah. You have a person on the ground, which is self-serving, but it's also like a really just awkward, like as part of the intelligence community to making this argument that we shouldn't be like expanding intelligence. That we shouldn't have drones. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, it was really, it was very weird. I, and again, it was one of those things where I felt like it, the rest of the movie was a little too long. Like yeah. if they could have tightened up in other places and sort of, you know, expanded on that a little more. Like, it felt, like, a little underdeveloped. Mm -hmm. Um, Although, Andrew Scott, as um, the guy who wants to go to the surveillance state, I thought was really interesting, because yeah, deliciously evil. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, mixed bag. I'm not going to try to persuade you to watch Old Bond, because uh, there is a lot of really gross... All right. um, I'm willing to give it a try. I just, (laughs) yeah, I'm like, all right. I think you would like On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah, that's the one I'm like, ooh, I should check that one out, clearly. It's kind of, it doesn't really, f- it's it's got, I mean, it was one of the worst performing <laughs> ones. That's why Lazenby only got to do it once, oh. and then I think they brought back Connery, like, yeah, uh, for one more. Um, But I really enjoy it, and I like, I just like Bond with feelings. Yeah. Um, and that was the first time we really had it. And th- there's a lot of, um, f- a lot of familiar faces, much younger than you probably have. <laughs> Previously encountered them. Joanna Lumley. Oh, uh, fun. Absolutely Fabulous is actually in it. She's a Bond girl. Oh, uh, that's fun. A young model. Yeah, it is. I, I like it. It's a lot of fun. It's it's a dumb movie. Cool. I just really enjoy it. It's my favorite one. <laughs> Mine, yeah. For Rex, I actually, mostly, I, I'll have to find the blog also. There's this wonderful sort of Tumblr that I discovered a few years ago when I first saw Skyfall. Um that I will try to dig up and send the link for the show notes, which is basically just arch archer quotes over James Bond <laughs> screenshots. Um, I mean, the most memorable one I, I can, ima- I, the one that immediately comes to mind is a shot from Skyfall of him and M like driving out to the, the old manor out in Scotland and the two of them mm-hmm. sort of standing there gazing at something together um, with the quote, grill me a cheese and Mallory <laughs> saying I'm not grilling you a cheese for M. I'm like yes. So that and I I just want lots of Bond and Lana exchanges. Yeah. Lots of like Archer Lana exchanges over screenshots of Bond and Money Penny. Basically, that's what I want. <laughs> um I would also I think I've recommended it before, but I would strongly recommend uh The Matador, which is yes. just a really delightful movie and I saw it under circumstances where I was sort of 
in a super anxious mode and saw this movie and was like, this is delightful and it has like calmed me down a lot in that moment. So I'm very fond of it, but I've gone back to it since. And every time I watch it, I'm like, this is delightful. Um, it is Pierce Brosnan. It was sort of one of his first big movies, I think, like big action type movies after his his like stretch as Bond ended. Um, and he's playing a hitman who's having a midlife crisis. Um, basically picture Archer having a midlife crisis <laughs> and you've got this movie and it is just so fun. And he's clearly playing, kind of playing with the Bond that he played a bit. And there's clearly a lot of, a lot going on on sort of a meta level. Um, mm-hmm. But it's also just a really, really fun movie. So I would thoroughly recommend that as well. Um, in addition to Archer, as always. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't, I think Honor Majesty's Secret Service, I'm just going to keep banging that drum. Nice. I don't really yeah. have any other. All uh, right. I think, I think pick at least one of the old Bonds um, each to watch. Just to uh, see. If you're going to watch Roger Moore, try to find the one where he has a fake third nipple. <laughs> All right. Which is a major plot point in that. All movie. right. I, I'm sold. <laughs> You've done more to sell me on classic Bond <laughs> with the like phrase Roger Moore's fake third nipple than anything yeah. else, I think. That, um, wow. Yeah. And then, okay, so Connery, I would say Goldfinger, uh, Lazenby, obviously, the only one. Uh, more fake third nipple. Um... <laughs> I just can't stop laughing at that. Give <laughs> to Dalton. Pick the one that Benicio del Toro is in, just because we're I'm having that situation right now. So that's the one I think you should go for. All right. Um, and then but Brosnan. I'm gonna have to put in a vote for Goldmine just because there's yeah. Sean Bean. So yeah, right. Uh, you know, if you like the whole expanding of the double O universe, you've got the other double O in that movie. So yeah, uh, I think that's a good choice. Yeah. I think those are it. Yeah. All right. Yep. Well, very good. All I right. think that's probably a good place to wrap it up for today. And, uh, you can get in touch with us. If you have bond feelings you would like to share, um, <laughs> please do get in touch with us at any of the usual places. You can find us online at, uh, realbossybritches.com. You can find us on, um, Facebook, on Twitter, on Tumblr, uh, Britches Podcast on Twitter and Tumblr, on Facebook, who knows? Um, we're on there. <laughs> I don't know. It's not my job. You're not my supervisor, to quote Archer. Um, I'm, I'm in Archer mood now. Um, and, uh, you can subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. And, uh, we'll see you again soon. Bye.